Good morning. Thanks for, uh, thanks for letting me come and uh, just talk with you for a couple of minutes. Uh, Pastor Dave asked me to come and, and, and just share a little bit from my own experience. Um, I, I really feel like I kind of have to prove myself on a pretty regular basis. Um, I feel like life is one big performance right after another. Uh, there's a bunch of little performances thrown in there too, of course, you know, I mean, you get the big one and the big one and then a bunch of little ones in between. But if I'm honest, the life feels like a lot of performing, a lot of proving myself. Do you ever feel like that? Uh, just one big performance after another? Uh, when I look at myself in the mirror, I, I usually see what I've done and what I haven't done. And of course, the, the list of what I haven't done is way too long. It is overwhelmingly long. And the list of what I have gotten done, well, that divides into two lists, right? The good things that I've done and the not-so-good things that I've done. And I don't know about you, but for me, the, the, the list of bad things that I've done seems to always outweigh that other list. At least as I look at it, uh, the stuff that I did that I'm not proud of, that's, that's what always seems to stand out most when I look in the mirror. Uh, for instance, uh, just uh, let me just kind of share what happened over this past week with me. Monday, uh, Monday, I, I was just angry. I, I was tired, yes. I was weary, yes. But I was just kind of angry at everyone for everything. My goodness, I'm, I'm not... I'm not proud of that. I didn't really treat my family very well, but I was just angry. Uh, Tuesday, I allowed myself to get distracted way too easily. Uh, I approached my work half-heartedly at best. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, I should have responded to that email right away. It would have been good for the other person. It would have been good for me, but I didn't. I still haven't. <laughs> Thursday only took me 30 minutes to mess up. Mess up the whole day, 30 minutes. I could go on and on. Is this making sense to you? Do you relate to that? Where, where it feels like life is just one big performance after another. And, and then as you look at how you performed, your list of, of failures piles up higher than your list of successes. I, I've begun to be, I don't know, hesitant, I guess. Um, I, I kind of ex assume, I guess I kind of expect that I'm just going to mess it up, that I'm going to fail, that I don't have what it takes. Good morning. Uh, it's uh, really good to be with you today. And, and Pastor Dave asked me to just kind of come and, and share a couple of words with you uh, that would hopefully encourage you. And so I want you to know that, that I'm writing to you little children. Uh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> that, that sometimes gets in the way. People don't like being called kids if they're, you know, older, mature adults. So let me just address that for a second. I'm not implying that you are incapable. No, I'm not trying to imply anything, really. I, I'm trying to remind you that you're in the family, that it's good news, right? You've been adopted into the family of God. We are his together. We are brothers. We are sisters. We're in the family together. And of course, I'm also trying to remind you that you are one of my kids, my spiritual kids. Um, I got to share Jesus with you. I, I lead you spiritually. Um, 
you are one of my kids. So I write to you, little children, fathers, mothers, young men, young ladies. I write this to you so that you would know your sins are forgiven. I desperately want you to remember that good news, that Jesus is your advocate. I understand Pastor Dave talked about that last week. Right? Jesus is your advocate. He is at the right hand of God. He earned that position. Right? Um, he, he, he was obedient. He came down and he was obedient even to death on a cross. Um, he rose from the dead uh, and then he ascended into heaven. And now he is at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he is speaking well of you. He is arguing on your behalf for your connection to the Father, for your freedom from sin. Jesus is like your defense attorney. Jesus is arguing that you are free from the need to perform. I write to you so that you would know your sins are forgiven. <laughs> Jesus is your propitiation. I understand nobody talks, about, talks like that anymore, Pastor Dave. I mentioned that last week, but it's such a good word. Uh, Jesus is your propitiation. He's the final sacrifice for you on your behalf. You are forgiven because he took your sins, your penalty, your punishment on himself. I write to you so that you would know your sins are forgiven. You are free from the need to perform. The big performances, the small performances, you don't have to prove yourself. You've already been approved of. I write to you so that you would know your sins are forgiven. Your failures, your struggles, your, your wrongs, your sin, they're all forgiven, erased, wiped clean. They are not the thing that is most true about you. When you look in that mirror, you see someone approved of by God. You see someone with a clean record. You see someone whose sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You are forgiven because of the gracious character of God, because of the gracious character of Jesus, not because you perform well. Yeah, that's, that's why I write to you, because your sins are forgiven. You, you are free. Knowledge is power, right? I mean, the more you know, the more you grow. Uh, you need to be informed. You need to be up to speed. You need to be up to date, right? Aware of what's going on in this world. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. Sometimes I get a, a little caught up in the moment. Um, good morning. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, come and speak with you and just, just share about what I know and about what I don't know. Um, it's really important to me to know things. Uh, I've gained a lot of knowledge over the years. Uh, one way that I've gained knowledge is just through practical experience. Um, there's just some things that, that older men like me know that younger men can't know uh, because they haven't experienced it. They haven't walked through it. They haven't lived it. I assume the same is true of young ladies. Uh, there's just some things that, that you uh, gain, some knowledge that you gain through years and years and years of practical experience. And those with less years of experience would not know, or at least wouldn't know as fully. But I don't and I haven't relied only on my practical experience for knowledge. 
Back in the day, right, I hit the books. I studied hard. I tried to have a well-rounded and informed education. You've got to have that foundation of, of, of knowledge from years and years of people who have studied. And I still spend a lot of time learning, growing. I read a lot. I soak up a lot of information. I watch the news, but, but I don't allow those talking heads to be the final voice. I don't settle for what they say. Um, I, I do my own work, my own study, so to speak. I try to fill my head with as much information as I can, even if it stresses me out a little bit, <laughs> uh, even if it's frustrating. I, I do my best to collect as much information as I can, and then I make my decision. Knowledge is power. But if I'm honest, <clears throat> uh, it's a little frustrating. There are so many things that I still don't know, um, which is probably why Pastor Dave invited me here. I, 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 don't, I don't really know how to raise my child through this the next stage of their life. Oh, I, I've read the books and I've talked to others, but I, I still don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. I, I don't really know what to do at my work. I mean, I know what to do at my work, but, but I don't know, like, what's the next step? I, uh, what are we supposed to do next? Uh, I don't really know how to lead or function in this, you know, new normal, whatever that means. I, I don't really know how to get out of this funk that I'm feeling. I've tried to eat better. I've tried walks. If I'm honest, I've tried anger. I've tried meditation. I, I don't know if this is like depression or anxiety or, or what. I don't know what it is, and that's, that's frustrating. I try so hard to know so much, but I feel like I know so little. There's so much good news to share. <laughs> I am writing to you, dear children and fathers and and mothers, young men, young ladies, because you know. You know a lot, and you are thirsty to know more. Oh, it's good news that your sins are forgiven, but it's also good news to, to remind you uh, that, that it's good news that you know. <laughs> I'm writing to you to remind you that the most important thing to know, of course, is Jesus. The most important thing to know is the Father that Jesus reveals. I'm writing to you so that you don't get caught up in what you know and what you don't know. <laughs> uh, so that you don't get caught up in, in the uncertainties of life. I'm writing to you because, because you already know the most important thing. You, you already know the one thing. Honestly, you, you just need the one thing. The Heavenly Father. <laughs> you already know the Heavenly Father because you know Jesus, his beloved Son. Sometimes we just need reminders of what we know. Um, re reminders of what is most important to know. There, there is so much freedom and beauty here. Um, knowing Jesus means that you know something outside of time, right? Uh, he, he is uh, from the beginning. <laughs> uh, he is outside of time. He, he is something beyond the latest fashions and trends and popular ideas, which you spend so much time trying to know. 
Uh, knowing God the Father through Jesus means that your sin is taken away. And because your sin is forgiven, you know that you are loved and that you're called to love others. I'm writing to you because, because you make life so complicated. You spend so much time and energy trying to know more than everybody else, uh, trying to know all the latest information. You even make your, your spiritual lives, your, your very connection to God about knowing, uh, knowing God more than someone else, uh, knowing what's right and what's wrong, knowing what you're supposed to do. You, you really kind of make it about you instead of about him. And so I write to you. I write to you so that you would know, <laughs> excuse the pun here, uh, so that you would know the most important thing to know. That you would know God the Father. That you would know God the Father through his son, Jesus. That really is the one thing, the only thing that you need to know. Yes, that's why I write to you. I write so you can be free. Free from the stress of knowing everything everywhere. Free to know Jesus more and more. That's why I write to you. I really, um, I really hate that I feel weak. I want to be strong, you know, physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but, but it feels like most often that I am weak. I hate that. I've never been the strongest guy uh, physically. I mean, I'm, I'm stronger than my 10-year-old, but that's not much for my psyche. <laughs> Uh, uh, there are feats of strength that I watch other men do, and I just know I'm not capable of it. I'll never be capable of it. I mean, I do some light lifting in the gym, but, but I look at the arms of other men, and I, I feel weak. I would love to be strong mentally, <laughs> uh, to be able to process quickly. I, I always seem to think of things, you know, 10 minutes after the fact. It's frustrating. I would love to have a quick wit and, and throw jokes around with the best of them. I would love to know the ins and the outs of, of argumentation so that I could win every logical argument. Instead, I kind of feel like people run mental circles around me. And, and honestly, it, sometimes it feels like life's an emotional roller coaster. I mean, one minute I'm happy, and the next minute I'm angry, and, and the next minute I'm, I'm sad and overwhelmed by things. I wish I was stronger emotionally. And, and spiritually, don't even get me started. I mean, uh, well, speaking of getting started, I started reading the Bible in a year. Pastor Dave said it would take 12 minutes a day. I'm way off track. I haven't done that in days. Uh, besides that, I keep trying to, you know, feed my worldly appetite. I just can't stop. I'll stop for a week or, or maybe even weeks, and then I just pick up that worldly appetite again. I can't seem to, to, to focus when I pray. I just get distracted so easily. And, well, church is kind of boring. I, I wish I was stronger. I wish I was stronger physically and mentally, and man, I wish I was stronger spiritually. <laughs> I, I, I wish I was just strong, period. I've got so many reasons to write to you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so many good news reasons. I, I write to you, little children and fathers and mothers, young men, young ladies, 
I write to you so that you would know that you are strong. Okay, let me back up. You are in a desperate battle for your heart. Uh, a, a battle for connection to God the Father Almighty. Uh, Satan longs to destroy your heart. He longs to, to destroy your connection to the Father. He longs to, to drag your identity through the mud. You are in a fight, a battle, and that battle will require enormous amounts of energy and strength. And so I write to you because you are strong. Your strength is is different than any other strength. Right? It doesn't come from yourself. It doesn't come from you. It, it doesn't come from a brilliant battle strategy. It doesn't come from hours in the gym. <laughs> it comes from the word of God. You are strong because you have God's word in you. The word of God, the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. The word of God that gives new identity. The word of God that, that Jesus himself used to defeat Satan in the wilderness. Now, the word of God that, that declared it is finished from the cross. The word of God that declared victory over sin and death and the devil on Easter morning when he left a tomb empty. I write to you so that you would know that the powerful word of God lives in you. It is your strength. It is the only strength that you need. I write to you so that you could be confident and remember that you are strong. You have the truest kind of strength. It's such a wonderful, encouraging, uh, freeing news, right? You don't have to strive. You don't have to try. You don't have to be strong in yourself. No, the, the powerful word of God lives in you and makes you strong. Uh, folks, I would, I would normally uh, just kind of let that sit, but I, I just kind of want to bring some of that to a conclusion for our own hearts and minds. Um, uh, <laughs> over here, right, this is kind of how life works. Uh, there's full of question marks and uncertainties and uh, not feeling good about ourselves and not even sure who we are. And, and maybe we start out good and then the week kind of drags us down and drags us through the hard stuff and all of a sudden <laughs> we aren't feeling very good. And so I think what John does here in these verses is so powerful. Because <laughs> he just repeats the good news over and over and over again. This isn't stuff that we have to do. This is stuff that God has done. This is stuff that Jesus has done. Uh, th this, is, this is good news for our hearts and for our lives. So if I could just encourage you to do two things, to apply this in two ways. Now, the first thing would be to simply just read these verses. <laughs> uh, how hard would it be to, to come back to these verses, these good news truths, um, over uh, every day over the course of the next week? Just let the good news pour over you. Just celebrate who Jesus is and what he has done. The second thing is to, as you're reading those verses, think about, man, how can I encourage somebody else with the good news? It's one thing to say, oh, you're such a good person. It's one thing to point out, you know, people's traits and abilities and all that stuff. It's something else to encourage them with the gospel good news about who Jesus is and what he has done. 
So my hope for you is that you'll return to these verses and, uh, and allow them to be true about you, uh, and that you'll return to these verses and begin to speak the gospel good news to people around you that desperately need to hear it. Amen.